the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. On Christ the King Sunday, God's grace, God's mercy, God's peace. Straight from the King, His grace, His mercy, and His peace. Final sermon text of this church year. Book of Revelation 21. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. First heaven and the first earth had passed away. There was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, The dwelling of God is with men. He will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and shall be their God. He'll wipe every tear from their eyes. No more death or mourning, no more crying or pain. The old order of things has passed away. He was seated on the throne, said, I make everything new. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning of all things and the end of all things. To him who is thirsty, I'll give to drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. And the one who overcomes will inherit all of this. And I will be his God. And they will be my children. Prepared as a bride, it says about the church. Prepared as a bride. John paints a picture in the book of Revelation, the final book of the Bible. It's a picture of God's ultimate, God's ultimate renewal of his church, his ultimate transformation of his church. Romans 12, 2 says, while we're on this earth, Matthew 25 has a lot to do with it. While we're on this earth, we are to be transformed. Romans 12, 2, don't be conformed to the world. Don't be walking in the shallow waters of the world. Be transformed by the renewing of your minds. If you're going to do any of the three parables in Matthew 25, if you're going to be one of the five wise virgins who is always ready for his coming because your thoughts and your prayers and your meditations are always towards him, if you're one of those whom God gave talents, the second parable in Matthew 25, if you're one that God has given talents, I don't care whether it's five talents, two talents, or one talent, while we wait for his coming, while we wait to go to him or he to come to us, we use those talents and abilities, not for your purpose, not for the shallow waters of your purpose, we use those talents and abilities for his kingdom. 
The one who got uh, five talents from the master got five more talents uh, as he used them to serve his master and his work. And that final uh, parable that we just read is the gospel. The only way you can ever be that is to be transformed by the Spirit's renewal of your mind and hearts. The only way you can feed hungry and drink to thirsty and visit those in prison, put clothes on those who are naked and spend time with those who are sick. We're talking literally giving food and drink. We're also talking spiritually. Someone hungry for God, someone for thirsty for God, someone sick because they don't have God, someone in such drastic prisons of fear and worry and death and sin and the power of the devil because they don't have God. Matthew 25 is speaking about that, bringing the living water to them, bringing that food to them. Bringing God to someone this day and tomorrow and the day after and the day after until he comes. Romans 12, you be transformed by the work of the spirits. But here in Revelation 21, God uses no mediator, not the spirits, not his son, Revelation 21, God himself grabs hold of his church and he transforms it. How could it not be otherwise? For it says over and over again in what I just read that God puts his tent amongst his people. God puts his tent amongst his people. It'll be the new Garden of Eden. Old Garden of Eden, God is walking uh, with Adam and Eve in the garden until sin comes. But on this occasion, God himself with his people visibly forever and ever. How can there not help but be a transformation? There are many visions in uh, the book of Revelation. Uh, This vision is the last one. It comes after the vision of God's throne in heaven. Comes after the vision of the angels and the saints and the 24 elders and the victorious lamb. Comes after the vision of the seven seals and the seven trumpets and the seven censers being poured out on this earth. It comes after the vision of the demonic host gathered in hell and the angelic warriors gathered together in heaven comes after the vision of Armageddon, the second coming of Christ, the final resurrection, and the judgment before the white throne of God. There is one final vision. It is the one that I have just read. The vision of the city of God descending from heaven, dressed as a bride. For the one she will soon wed, Adorned for the one that see the bride will join herself to the bride of Christ. That's what we are. 
And that's what we shall always be, the bride of Christ. Why is the church depicted as a bride? I believe I have an answer. The answer is this. God, as he created this world, he used one word over and over again. He said, this is good, this is good, this is good, this is good, this is good. The sun, moon, the stars, the earth, the plants, the creatures, man, this is good. There came a time when a word came out of God's mouth you never would have expected. And that word was this, as he looked at Adam sitting there in the garden. He said, Genesis 2.18, it is not good, it is not good for man to be alone. And at that point, God said, I will make a companion for Adam. Someone to help him, someone to be with him. In verse 24, Eve is called his bride, his wife. Dear people, why is the church called the bride? Because of the same reason that Eve came to exist, the first bride. Adam needed somebody. It was not good for him to be alone. So likewise, it is not good for you or me or any human being on this earth. It is not good for us to be alone. Now, spiritually speaking, physically speaking, mentally speaking, or emotionally speaking, it is not good for Paul Strand to be alone. I need a shepherd. I need someone to make the water still. I need to have someone who makes the brown pastures of my life green up with life. I need someone uh, restoring peace to my soul. Not once a year or twice a year, but let's try every single day. And let's try maybe a few times in the course of that day. I need someone setting a table before me when enemies real or imagined appear. I need to be able to say to the enemy, I'm going to go sit at the table. Because God is sitting there and I want to talk with him. Get away from me. I need someone who has the power to actually give me a faith that can move a mountain. If it was not good for Adam to be alone, and he had God there and no sin had entered the world yet, what in the world must it be like now that sin has come? We... Need somebody. And that somebody is God. God is the groom. Our Savior is the groom. We are the bride. Over and over and over again, 1,600 years, God's coming to his bride, the church, in those 66 sacred books. He comes to Adam and Eve in Genesis 3.15. He comes to Abraham in great need, uh, 2,200 B.C. He comes to Jacob. He comes to David. 
900 B.C. And it comes to him over and over again, 150 different psalms, it comes to him over and over again. When his days were full of the greatest joy imaginable, he's got a psalm in which he says, God has come. And in the days of great trial, there's God always. Starts out delineating the trial, always ends the psalm by glorifying God. We are the bride, he is the groom. Came to Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, came to Isaiah and Jeremiah. Comes to twelve disciples, comes to Simon Peter. When Simon Peter curses and says, I don't know who the guy is. He comes. He comes. He comes. Here is Adam and Eve comes. Here is Paul Strand and every human being's ever lived on this earth. And here comes God. Second Peter 3, 8 and 9. God is not slow to his second coming as king. He is not slow as some think of slowness. He is long-suffering and patient, not wanting any human being who's ever been conceived to perish, but for all to come to faith in the king. Jesus said, I've come for two reasons, John 10. Come that you might have abundant life on this earth. Anyone here who hasn't had any fears in the last week? Anyone here who hasn't worried about anything the past week? Anyone here who doesn't have any shame or guilt over something done in the past? Anyone here never troubled with hatred or anger or vengeance or jealousy? Genesis 3.15, he crushed Satan's head, but Satan strikes at a heel. I need the groom. Because of the vestiges that still exist of Satan. Luther, of all people, I daily send much. Apostle Paul, the good I want to do, I don't do. The evil that I don't want to do, that's what I end up doing. Need him. I want to close by saying a word about brides. Don't want to make any bride nervous, but I want to say a word about brides. It's not pleasant as they wait for the wedding day. It's not a pleasant thing. Stress and strain and fighting and squabbling and hyperventilating and anger and frustration and tears. Endless, endless list of things to do. And with everything on the to-do list, something can always go wrong. Cakes and dresses and tuxedos and invitations and receptions and food selections and drink selections and seating arrangements. More than one bride throwing up her hand. Why didn't we elope? If you're so smart, why didn't we just elope? It's not easy for these brides. I love it, the night of the rehearsal. They come into my office, they sit down, and they just go like this. Finally. 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 The bride called the church. 
Seven churches are mentioned in the book of Revelation. Some were listening to false teachings. Some had fallen into immorality. Some had become lazy. Some were lukewarm. Some God wanted to end the relationship he had with them because they had lost their first love. Some had turned into social clubs or country clubs. If Satan messed with God in heaven, why would Satan not mess with God's bride on this earth? Fear and worry and shame and guilt and hatred and anger and vengeance, why would he not mess with God's bride on this earth? 1 John 4, 4, everyone born of God has overcome the world because the one in you is stronger than the one in the world. The groom has given 7,200 promises to the bride. How do you like that? When I ask the groom whether he's going to say the traditional vows or whether he's going to write vows to his bride, you know, 10% of the time they write vows and they say, here's what I promise I'm going to do for you. And there's like two or three things. This groom has made 7,200 promises to us. And the groom, if he's not careful before the day is over, he's already broken some of the promises. This, this groom does not. This groom does not. 365 times, don't be afraid, Paul. 153 times. Paul, your mom, your dad, your son, they're safe in heaven. While we're on this earth, we struggle. He said to his disciples, John 16, 33, day before he dies, for Pete's sake, you think he would leave them a great positive message. Day before he, die, they, he dies, he says to them, in this world there will always be storms. But take heart, I have overcome the storms. And what shall we do? Closing word. What shall we do while we wait for him? We should do Ephesians 4.32. Be kind, tenderhearted, forgiving each other. What should we do while we wait for him? 1 Peter 4.8. Love each other deeply. Love covers a multitude of sins. What shall we do while we wait? 1 Peter 2.9, you're a chosen generation, royal people, a holy nation, called forth by God to sing forth his praises. One month from now, on Christmas Eve, we will read a New Testament lesson. We've read it for almost 40 years. And in that New Testament lesson, it tells us the two reasons the babe of Bethlehem came. Number one, to forgive us our sins. Number two... To set aside a special people eager to do his works. The bride called the church. Our purpose to reach out into the deep waters for him. Our peace and our security. He dies for us. And he rises again. All of his promises are truthful and pure. In our Savior's name.
Amen. Would you rise as we pray? Heavenly Father, preparation, Christ the King Sunday. Preparation, Sunday of the fulfillment, it is also called. Preparation, while we wait for his coming. And when we enter the four-week period known as Advent, which we shall enter next Sunday, the good Lord willing, that too is a season of preparation. The bride prepares for a wedding day. We prepare for the greatest day that one shall ever see, the day when we stand in front of Jesus and God face to face, made clean by the blood of the Lamb. Such things we ask in our Lord's name. Amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.